the unofficial lounge with Ashante, Craybon, and Monty. We're here to give you the insight into some of the biggest plays you remember involving the people wearing the stripes. We look at the grit it takes to become an official while exploring the history of officiating with the people who made it. It's more than black and white. On this episode of the Unofficial Lounge, we have Billy E. Williams. Then on the West Coast to the East Coast, always moving forward. Why do people keep him on their crew? Whether we're talking about right here in this podcast, when you go to a camp, other people that are on your crew, um, when you go, uh, uh, you go to a clinic or... Uh, even if you just go to hold the chains, sometimes those guys that are on the field are assigners somewhere or they're, you know, interpreters and what have you. Those relationships are huge. I mean, I can't tell you the number of guys I know that have gotten opportunities from just being around those guys and, you know, taking advantage of it. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you got to kiss the ring and, you know, try to stalk somebody or something like that. But going back to being a good person and being a good crewmate goes a long way. Everybody remembers it. Everybody notices it. Just like everybody knows when you're the bad guy and you're the troublemaker and you're the one that's always late, you remember those guys too. So you get to pick who you are. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Unofficial Lounge. This is part of season two. This gentleman was on a show with us and guess what? We had such a great time. The show was just too long. I think it went on for about three hours. I mean, we, we just had such a good time. We had to re-record it so we could get this gentleman on live and really get his story out there without us just taking three hours of just getting to know each other. But I want to welcome back to the show, Mr. Billy D. Williams. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Hey, Monty. Hold up, hold up. Hold on, hold on. You, you did enough. You did enough. Hey, Monty, get ready to drop the flex bomb. We're going to talk to the guy he just freshly minted into the COC conference. Drop that bomb on him, Monty. Not the big time. We dropping the flex bomb, Monty. The we bomb. doing both. Man, that's big time flex. We doing flex. both. That's he big time it, flex. It big time. Uh, it, it's, oh, okay, why not? Explain to me why it's is, not. If because, that get, if that if if the path if the golden path has opened for someone, how is that not big time? It ain't golden yet, cause when he gonna get that, we gonna get him there because we had that three hour conversation with Billy, right? And he yeah. told us his life story. And he, yeah. anybody else, we could have chopped that up and made it short. Sure. But we said, nah, we gonna bring this brother back because his story was so good. After we found out he was in the COC, you know what I'm saying. He went from Conference USA to the COC, and we're going to see him one day in the big house, Ohio State, Michigan, Northwestern, um, <laughs> Penn State, there you go. Whoever they pick up out of the Big Twelve, you know. What I'm oh wow! <laughs> Dang. They looking for they looking for bodies right now. Billy William Williams. How y'all doing? Yep, yep, baby. How y'all doing? Excited to be here. Good to be back. What's up, bro? Hey man, congratulations on the news, man. When I found out, I was like, "Hey, I got a game bringer back on the show." When I heard that you got hired, but but let's hey. let's let's talk about that because we got to go back and get it in, you know. But we are gonna go to the right now, Billy. Okay, let's do I it. I mean, you were a referee 
in Conference USA. But yes. You got the microphone. You did your 15 pats before you turned on the mic. That's right. You, yep. you did your thing. And then now you got the opportunity to be a part of the COC. What was kind of in your mindset of going into that decision-making from going to Conference USA as a referee to now in the COC as a back judge? Actually, correct? hey, Billy, yes, can, you, can you first yes, explain what is the COC? Right. So the COC, that is the uh, Consortium of Football Officials, uh, they is uh, they are excuse me, they is they are they're um, uh, they basically make up uh, the consortium of the Big Ten, the MAC, uh, Ohio Valley and uh, the Pioneer. And so uh, all that all, all those officials in there kind of fall in that group. And then uh, they kind of trade between them. So there's kind of a, a vision of a path to go through there. Uh, they try to make sure that, you know, from a training perspective, everyone's using the same training. Uh, and then, um, you know, you, they've got uh, a couple of different sub officials and coordinators for each one of those. But, you know, in the end, you know, Mr. Carollo and uh, Wags are kind of the guys that are kind of running the show there. So, yes, sir. And I'm, I'm working, uh, I'm on a crew in the Mac. Uh, working as a back judge with uh, the referee uh, Tom Stapleton, so it's good times. Hold up, bro. So you, you gave up that shiny white hat to go yeah. to an ordinary people hat. Yeah. Did you, is, is it was it so hard to say goodbye? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I cried a little bit. There was there was like that one tear that kind of came one, out. One yeah. <laughs> but you know, in all honesty, and, and it's kind of an important thing because you, you know, as you go around, I'm working, you know, scrimmages and stuff like that, and people are like, oh, I thought you were a referee, and I'm like. First of all, I'm a football official, right? right? Like first and foremost, right? Have whistle, we'll work. So we'll start with that. And then for from pay, there- For pay, for pay, we'll work for pay. We'll work for, we'll pay. Work for yes. pay, yes, okay. yeah, 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 important. Um, but the rest of that, man, is like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what hat, and I think we talked about this in the, la the, the last discussion we had, which is that, you know, if you're a leader, it doesn't matter what the letter is on the back of your shirt. Uh, we all need to be leaders out there on the field. And, you know, even, you know, my referee on the crew I'm on now, when we had our discussion is like, Hey, you know, do what you do and, you know, bring it here. And so I don't taking the hat off. I, I didn't, I didn't ask for the hat when I got it. I was just, I was a side judge then. And everybody was like, Hey, you're the guy in the crew that holds the glue for this crew to be great. And so I just try to do that every time I step on the field and be a great crewmate, man. Hey, oh, man I like that, was, that was a good one. I like to I like I like to tease everybody that go from a referee, you know, white hat. He lost some brain cells to to another to another position. <laughs> you know, I I worked with a gentleman on my crew. He was a referee for a long time, and then they moved him to another position when he came into the Pac-12. And our crew, we used to always tease him that he was going to be, you know, Tiny Harden, Nancy Kerrigan. You know, he had, <laughs> he, had, he had his white hat in his back pocket, right, just waiting. Right. He was gonna hit the referee before the game to make sure you know he had his opportunity. So you you got that folded up white hat in your back pocket still, just ready for action. Hey, I'll tell you what: the great greatest thing about being a great crewmate is that you want everybody to be successful for everything that they do on the field. If you've got other agendas and all the rest of that, then you're not being a good crewmate. So I'm going to tell you my answer is no. However, I have <laughs> multiple good. hats. And as soon as I get that phone call, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so that boy good. Oh, no, so he got but, a training. But I, I got, so I can tell you this though. In Billy, Billy, high, there was, Billy is, is the white hat going in the bag every weekend? For sure. 
I don't. I, 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 the answer is the answer is <laughs> I've got a white hat, and so there's always I, I keep you know two three hats in the bag. It's two so chains and it's two hats. We gonna call That's them right. two hats, Billy. Wick. That's right, baby. I got two hats. I always do. Man. So be ready. I, we were, we had a high school game out here in uh, California, and uh, and the old he's an older gentleman. The referee went down. Mm-hmm. The back judge came up. They said, "Hey, you gonna go to referee." He took the white hat off the man. Put the, <laughs> put the hat on. <laughs> that, was, that was pre-COVID. That was pre-COVID. Now, that's pre-COVID. We can do that pre-COVID. Oh, man. I, I guess it ain't official unless you put that hat on. He, he knocked that man down. Give me that hat, boy, man. Wow. Hey, so, let's... You don't even have to have the hat on. I mean, you could wear a black hat. It ain't official. TV don't recognize you unless you got a white hat on. So, wow, he going to do that, Monty. He going to do it. He going to elbow. He from New Jersey. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Remember, you from Dirty Jersey. Right. He's coming down. Good kneecap, somebody. He going to be putting so him in the uh, to- ambulance. Give me that. <laughs> so let, let's get back to Billy. Let's since again that three hour episode. Let's talk yes, about sir. from the beginning. Like you're from New Jersey, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So let, let's talk about your journey into officiating. How did it go? Uh, short story. I started out playing flag football. Um, and at Howard. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I was uh, I was playing flag football at Howard. Actually, I helped to put a lead together out there. We had a dorm league and all the rest of that. But um, and. You know, I didn't even think about it, but I guess then we were kind of self-officiating games at those at those days. But, you know, that really didn't even dawn on me until you just mentioned it that, yeah, I guess I was reffing then. But uh, it popped up again when I was out in California, uh, out at China Lake. And because uh, I'd been playing in some leagues in L.A. And then uh, started they had they started up a flag league on the base. So I was playing up there while I was working. Things got sideways on a couple of plays. And I was like, man, he's officials are terrible so I talked to the guy in charge and he's like hey um you know if you think you can do better you should uh, come out and be an official I was like well what do I need to do and that's how I got started that's how right. a lot of people start that's if you it. think you can do better the meeting's on Monday right that's right I am on the way and it's right. funny though because you talk to people who are good players and you're like man you seem to have a good handle of the rules why don't you come out and they're like oh no I don't want to uh, can't do that politics like, well, bro I don't like them. They wear a the white shirt, man. I'm a player. <laughs> yeah, unless know, you're getting I, paid I, to play, baby. I hear people mm, always say, I, "I want to coach. I want to. I want to make a difference in the kids' lives. I want to coach. I want to coach." I was yeah. saying, man, you ain't getting paid to coach. <laughs> well, but no. I, and I, I got. I, I have a respect for you know. I did some coaching as well. Um, and in fact, when I started officiating, I actually uh-huh. started coaching at the same time. But. Um, you know, it's a it, it it takes work and it's a different kind of work. So you, See, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, whether you're an official, you're all putting in work for the same purpose, which is to you know put a good product out on the field. So no, it ain't, bro. Because you one of them um, Xbox coaches. Uh, what was it? Um, <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, Matt, no, that was Madden back then, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, Madden coaches. You taking Take a Madden ball. play and Take expect eight year olds to to yeah. execute this properly, right? So, and even, I mean, the guy that I worked with, he was a quarterback out at uh, Tennessee, not Tennessee State, but uh, UT Martin. And, uh, you know, he was, he wanted to coach his son's team. And he, he had uh, like the offensive line coach was in the Hall of Fame as an offensive lineman out of Montana. And I mean, he had, he had a staff and he was like, I want you to coach my defensive backs because I used to play against them in the flag football league and all the rest of that stuff. But the thing about it is that, you know, 
he shoot, he got to the point where, you know, he was trying to bring in these pro offenses and all that stuff. The kids were not getting it. Like it was way too much. So he had to, you know, go back to the double wing, man. And right. that was what they ran. And, you know, we had to come up with concepts for, you know, reffing, but I mean, for coaching, but anyway, back to the reffing point. And I, um, you know, uh, once I did the flag deal and the guy that ran it, he was a high school official. He's like, man, you know, you're pretty good. End up, uh, he was like, you should really look into doing this and meet a guy at the Walmart that I hadn't seen since the season. He was like, hey, you know, it's uh, I'm about to get started. And I was like, hey, what, how do you get started with that? He was like, we need people come out. And yeah. there I was out there in Moda, man, working in the uh, Mojave Desert. Bring a check. You, now, you, that, you will that's, work. That's the that's the funny story. Billy, I don't think you and I have ever met in person, but the funny right. thing is, is you started in the Mojave Desert Officials Association, where me and Ashanti also started. You were just part of the Rich, rich, rich Crest. Unit. Yeah. So, you know, we just considered y'all the out, you know. Oh, of course. Yeah. Outsiders, like. Way outside. Oh, yeah. Man. I never went to the dinners or any of that stuff. So, exactly. no, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you filled up all the games in Bishop that we didn't want to go to. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Bishop and. Uh, what's that? Uh, Low and Pine and oh yeah, m- uh, Mammoth and all that stuff, man. Big Bear, that was some crazy stuff, man. It yeah, was you, cold. You did some traveling, <laughs> man. I'm gonna cold. tell you what. I did a youth game up in Mammoth in August, and it snowed. <laughs> That's how crazy things are. Man, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Them little hey, kids hey. crying. It was hilarious. <laughs> they ain't giving hot dogs. They giving cocoa. Right. Yeah, in August. It was the last week of August. It was crazy. It was like, man. And I think that was before I'd actually gotten all my gear. So I still had like shorts and T-shirt. And the ref was out there. He didn't have any of his long sleeve stuff. He was out there in a mammoth sweatshirt. Wow. (laughs) On the front. Conflict of interest. (laughs) Hey, what are you going to do? Stay warm. Now, let's let's talk about your journey a little bit more. Because you start out in, you know, central Southern California in a sense. You're not quite Northern California, not quite Central California, yeah, not quite not, Southern not, California. Not, not quite as nice as where I live. That's right, right, right. He right. started out on the coast. <laughs> he wasn't He's on the still, coast. Yes, he did. I lived so, in Oxnard. Yeah, yeah. I Oxnard, Oxnard. 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 Yeah. Hey, come on, bro. Oh, my <laughs> I, I forgot that part. He started any, on the coast. Anybody that lived in China Lake for a while yeah. has a different breed. He officiated the Anderson Pack. I I actually didn't get to go out and I wasn't officiating when I was in Oxnard. I actually, I was after I moved to Ridgecrest. So, but yeah, I lived out in Oxnard for a while before I was out there. But anyway, go ahead and make your point, Craybon. It's going to take forever, Billy. No, it's not. (laughs) Now, we understand that your work travels has forced you to live in different places. So how was that journey along with dealing with your regular job then moving you different, you know, different places in the country allowed you to officiate or hurted you trying to officiate. Yeah. So uh, I think the, the starting point of it, I wasn't traveling as much. So the biggest deal, especially as an engineer working, you know, DOD work and that kind of stuff, having to set a schedule was really hard, but it was also part of the reason why I got into officiating. You know, I was working like 40 hour days. I would go in on Tuesday and leave Wednesday night. Like that's what my days were like. And I was working on several projects and, you know, I don't, you know, lucky me, I'm single and don't have any children and all the rest of that. But I was really immersing myself into work and I needed to find something to uh, like give me that break. And it's one of those things that, you know, I've held on to all throughout my career, which is that, 
you know, when you're on the field, uh, you know, there's nothing else on your mind except for, you know, those lines in that game. And so you can kind of set life aside for that time while you're there, which is, you know, a blessing uh, in so many ways. So um, getting into the habit of like, okay, I've got a JV game at four o'clock. So I have to, I have to, you know, it's a 15 minute drive over there from the work, from the job, but still I have to make sure I leave work by, you know, 3.15 so I can be there by 3.30 so I can be dressed and on the field with the crew. Um, You know, that, that was, you know, something that took me a while. And then, you know, living up there in Ridgecrest, you know, you go up to Lone Pine, that's a three hour drive. You got a seven o'clock kickoff you leave and work at three so that you could be there. Like, you know, it's crazy. Um, and I, I always found it funny because then you move back, you know, I moved out here to Virginia and, you know, I started working college ball in Pennsylvania and, you know, it's like, Oh, well, you know, it's a two hour drive to go call a college game. I'm like, shoot, I've been doing that for high school for three years. That's just regular deal for me. And it's like, Hey, you drive for that. They're like, where are you from? You got all those Pennsylvania people. And I'm like, Oh, I'm from Virginia. Like Virginia. Oh my God, how, how long did it take you to get here? And I'm like, that's not the other side of earth, man. It was like <laughs> hour and a half. Take it easy, fellas. Like, <laughs> but yeah. So um, sure. then, you know, as I, I moved up and, you know, you start with the, the, the job is a little bit different and um, you start having the games when you get to the D1 level. So working NEC, working Conference USA, and now it's like, okay, you got to be there Friday. So when you're working out your travel schedules or you're working out the work schedule, you know, you got to let the boss know, Hey, look, you know, this is what I do. And, and in all honesty, I've, I've not had anybody from a, a work perspective that wasn't excited. You know, everyone gets excited. We're like, man, football. Oh, Oh, where are you going to be? And you know, whatever you're like, Hey, so um, they've been real cool about, you know, you just got to let them know like Fridays, I can't do Friday meetings. You know, because I'm, I'm, I gotta, I gotta be out by, you know, depending on where I'm going, time zone wise, and all the rest of that. You know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be out because I know for me, if I take that time, like, well, I have a meeting in the morning. Yeah, that morning yeah, meeting is gonna be in the afternoon, yeah, yeah. and this and that. And before you know it, it's six o'clock, and you, you can't do it. So it's like, right. nah, Fridays are out. So um, they know once August comes around, hey, you know, ability is gonna be unavailable till December on Fridays. Um, and, and we work it out, but that means that, uh, for the rest of the week, you know, I got to make sure I'm doing what I got to do to manage what I got to do. And I travel 80% of the time. So, you know, you're figuring out how to manage flight schedules and, you know, it's, it's a lot of scheduling. Um, and so I, I do a lot with communication with my crew online and, uh, a lot of asynchronous communication to make sure we're communicating with each other as well as, uh, you know, me doing the stuff with the job. So, but yeah, now uh, you Monty, won't have Monty, to do Monty, all this. Can you can you drop the bomb on that? What was that? What? What Asynchronous. Was that? Asynchronous. Hey, man, my man, nice with the wordplay. Uh, Respect oh, his wordplay. <laughs> drop the bomb on that. One. Hey. So, but now you won't have to do or, or be responsible for all that with your new position. Well, he's still he remember he's a leader of men. So, well, regardless of what hat he wears, he's still a leader. Well, Respect but this man. But, 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 <laughs> Hey. Monty, that's a good question, but yeah. let's not jump. Let's not jump too far yet. Let, what we let's, jump? Let's come. Let's come back to that. <laughs> let's, let's come back to that real quick because we can't. We can't not let the public hear what we already know because we had the opportunity to talk that's to him. True. Him about the it. man so went to Howard. Right. <laughs> so no, no, no. But as far as your journey officiating during the DC, your, your, your during travels, the biggie years, your your travels, but now. You started out Mojave Desert. You started moving around. 
at what point in your career did you realize that it was an opportunity for you to jump from the high school level up? Because a lot of people can't do what they need to do in their local area. You starting out in California and then you moving. What allowed you that opportunity to realize that it was something beyond the level of officiating that you were doing? Yeah, I uh, it was it's a good question. I was uh, working high school ball in Virginia and, you know, the difference between California and Virginia, you know, is the number of people there are that are, especially where I am in Northern Virginia, just outside of DC, you know, we got a lot of NFL officials that are, you know, Baltimore, um, you know, uh, throughout Maryland that like, you know, this, this, uh, as they call it, the, uh, the, the, uh, we got the beltway around here and all that. And so, uh, with that, man, it, you just, uh, I, I ended up coming in, I met a guy calling basketball, believe it or not, who, um, you know, he was talking to me and he's like, yeah, man, you know, you should really look into college ball. And I thought he was talking about basketball and he was actually talking about football. Uh, and so I told him, I was like, yeah, well, I call football. And he was like, he told me about the, uh, the local chapter and, uh, I got started with those guys and I went out. Uh, went out to a practice, uh, you know, they talked about a scrimmage up at um, uh, Morgan State. And I went up there and, you know, got drilled. You know, I, th- I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a deep official. You know, I'd been a back judge, best one ever, all the rest of that, right? And then you go out there, it was like, okay, who was your key? What did he do? Where did he go? And I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know. I left mine in my, in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I'm, I, I, but I liked the competition. Like I liked the being on the field. I liked, you know, the fact that everybody was focused about trying to get better. And the thing that always drove me crazy about the high school deal, you know, is once you get to a point, it kind of gets stagnant. And, you know, that A personality in me, I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what else can I do? How can I get better? You know, what, uh, what else can I learn? Or, you know, let's, let's talk about how we could get this, you know, issue um, handled so it's not a problem in the future and all that kind of stuff. And not everybody is about that at the high school level. And that's okay, yeah. right? Um, but if you're trying to figure out how to get better and you find those people and those people find you, then, you know, you're like, shoot, man, let's, let's do this. So I took it back to my um, my... High school assigner was like, hey, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to figure out how I could work seven man football. I want to get, you know, some more experience. And he worked with me to, you know, I, I had to work more games, uh, but he worked with me to, you know, get some more seven man games so that when that next year came around, that next spring offseason football, I was ready to go, man. And I was like, let's do this. And uh, it turned into, you know, one job turned into two and, you know, it kind of took off from there. Nice, nice. So your travels and this you really going after it is what allowed you to get to that next level, just pushing, 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 pushing. Now you get to Virginia. What was kind of now that transition? You you worked a seven man in high school. You started pushing up. What was kind of your transition? They said the man was trash when he went to his first camp. Morgan right. State. They said, "Go home, young boy." Right. Yeah. Well, so now, uh, so now what was your up. transition? We, <laughs> we know we 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 invite you on a show, introduce right. you that you moved on as a referee from the Conference USA to where now you're part of the, the C C O C and with the C-O-C. Mac. Yeah. 
It ain't hard, bro. C-O-C. It's all right. <laughs> Take your time. It's, it's, so time. Many, it's so many different... I was about to organizations. but yeah, it's, it's all good. not a part of that anymore. So now, what was that transition from now? Okay, you went to Virginia, met the gentleman at the basketball, you started working more seven on seven, and then you started to grow from there. You you got into college. Then what was the next step progression up for you? So I started working with the Southern chapter. Um, and uh, honestly, I'm going to tell you, one of the big deals was, uh, you know, the uh, the Tom Beard group and those guys and what they do was huge for me. Um, you know, I, I have relationships with uh, officials to this day that I met, ten, you know, well, eight years ago. Um, and uh, hell, the first the first referee I worked with at Tom, at a Tom uh, Tom Beard clinic, um, I am now working with him in another football uh, venture that we're doing for uh, a, f- a professional flag football league, and uh, he assigns the officials and does that, and I've been uh, basically helping with the rules coordination and stuff like that. So, hey, you know, if there's anything hey, I tell um, you, hit that. Hit the hold up, Billy. Did, you, did, did he hear that humble flex? Yeah, he he kind of. My man slow with the bitch. Like, what is going on? <laughs> is it too many gentlemen in this episode? <laughs> kind of slow. <laughs> he humble flex right there. That was a humble. Yeah. Uh, uh. Well, it's all right. It's all right. So, uh, but now nah, you know you you the the point out of that though, right? Is that um, I I know, and I'll get back to it, Kirvon. You know, you you're talking about how you move up. But those relationships that you make throughout this game, whether we're talking about right here in this podcast, when you go to a camp, other people that are on your crew, um, when you go, uh, uh, you go to a clinic or uh, even if you just go to hold the chains, sometimes those guys that are on the field are assigners somewhere or they're, you know, interpreters and what have you. Those relationships are huge. I mean, I can't tell you the number of guys I know that have gotten opportunities from just being around those guys and, you know, taking advantage of it. Now I'm not saying, you know, you got to kiss the ring and, you know, try to stalk somebody or something like that, but going back to being a good person and being a good crewmate goes a long way. Everybody remembers it. Everybody notices it. Just like everybody knows when you're the bad guy and you're the troublemaker and you're the one that's always late. You remember those guys too. So you get to pick who you are. Hey, Um, you, you hear that? You, you hear what he just said, Ashanti? I'm all the above. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a victim. You hear what he just said, Ashanti? I'm a victim. Okay. I'm all of them. just said? Okay, all right. I'm just, so, I'm just checking. Sorry, Billy. It's all right. So on the But it's crazy because on the Southern chapter side of things, you know, I got started, you know, so when they you go out and you, you know, they, they put you in the scrimmage and they figure out what position they're going to put you in. So I was primarily working back judge. And they said, you know, well, when we bring you in, we're going to put you at one spot so you don't have to buy a bunch of shirts. And then when my name came up, they were like, yeah, side judge, back judge, field judge. I was like, oh, what happened to one position? Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's, you it's know, the deep position. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but most guys, you know, it was like field judge, side judge right. or back judge. But you get all three and you're like, all right, I, you know, you start out. He's like, OK, I guess I'm just going to be borrowing some shirts this year. But because uh, you can't go out there with the remember the old school where you could put the safety pin on the back of the shirt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> In Southern California, you, we didn't have an option because I did a year at the community college level to be yes, sir. PC. All five positions. Only position I didn't work was umpire and referee. 
I had every other leather. So Gotta get it in. But it was back in the day when the shirts weren't uh sublimated. Yeah, it was just a big patch on the back. So you just put yep. up another patch on top of the, the other right. one. Oh, yeah, man. I had, oh yeah. I could flip through all them letters. <laughs> what are we today? Okay, right. here we go. Got that one. <laughs> Pull that out, slap it on, man, for sure. But now, nah, so um, some guys gave me some opportunities because I think I start. you know, you start out the season with four games. It turns into like eight because guys get games elsewhere and they want to put you on. Um, and then the first opportunity I got to move to ECFOA, um, there was a guy who had a sprint game and he was working uh, – he ended up getting the Navy game. So, uh, cause he was getting moved to the CIP at the time. So he was like, he actually put, he had to turn the game back, but he put my name in to take his spot. And uh, because he was a tenured official, they actually moved me into that spot and into that conference. And that's how I got that start. So, you know, you talk about relationships and stuff like that. I'm telling you, people are watching everywhere you go. Um, and then, you know, from ECFOA, um, you know, I went from splitting time with Southern Chapter to, uh, to moving to ECFOA full time. They put me on a crew as a side judge. Um, you know, the, during the um, during the off season, I got in a phone call. It basically was like, um, you know, what's your thoughts about uh, moving a referee? And I was like, well, you know, I spent all this time. You know, it'd been like four about four, four or five years or so, probably about four. It was probably about four years. And I was like, you know, well, I, I put in all this work to be the best back judge I could be. You know, now I'm going to start over. And it was like, well, you know, it, it's it, talk to your, you know, your mentors and see what they say. And, you know, I made a call to, um, you know, to uh, Pat Holt. And uh, I was like, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking about, I got this call and whatever. What do you think? And he said, well, I recommended you. So I was like, oh, well, then I guess I'm going to go ahead and take that opportunity. <laughs> All right. So this phone call's over. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah. as a back judge, how, how efficient were you at with that delay of game flag? Efficient? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the, hey, that's the only correct call you guys get is Dang. that delay. Don't nobody question that. Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you this. I, I, I take I, I definitely took the NFL approach to that delay game flag. I need I need a beat. Yeah, I need a beat. No snap. It's like look at the clock, look at the ball, look at the clock, look at the ball. If you still haven't snapped it, then that's on you. Gotcha. But we're not gonna be like zero flag. That, no, we're not doing that. So gotcha. even so even when you even your mentors are telling you to make this move, in the back of your mind, are you still thinking that uh, usually when people get locked into a referee spot in a conference, that's kind of your, your, where you set sail for your retirement, right? I mean, I, I think I hear what you're saying. And one thing I'd say is that um, in general, across, uh, across sports uh, in, 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 in America, right, where there's definitely been a move to get more diversity in leadership positions. And so uh, for the ECFOA at that time, uh, you know, they saw a, a young, mature, rising official and they had a need for, uh, you know, somebody who was could fill that diversity role as well as be able to do the job. And they were willing to give me that shot. And I think for me, I didn't really look at it like I was giving something up. Once I had that conversation, it was like, I'm not giving something up. I'm being given an opportunity. Sure. And I think good, when good. you take that into account, 
you don't, we can't worry about that change, right? I think I said in the last interview, right? Like uh, you can't be afraid to make a change in order to do something better. Right. So, you know, you got to take take that opportunity. Yeah. This what good, man. This man. You sure you don't have a um, public relations degree or something like that, bro? This this boy good. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad you. It's something that's worth the while, man. I tell I tell my 13 year old daughter all the time because she's like, "Oh, I want life to be better." I'm like, "Well, if you want life to be better, you can't expect it to stay the same. Because in order for it to be better, it got to change. So that's right. If you ain't comfortable with change, you you ain't comfortable with greatness. So if you want greatness, you better be comfortable with change. So amen. That's that's such a great thing that you were saying. A lot of us want to be comfortable in what we're doing, but don't want to sacrifice or don't want to go into that uncomfort zone to find out the greatness that we have inside. So you're pushing it, and you continue to push it now. We go back to, I mean, you were a referee. It's not many people. I, this is just me talking. A lot of referees, this light hat, not white hat. It's that not power. About, Right. It's not about them being better. It's no one man them. should have right. all that power. Exactly. It's just about <laughs> I just I just want that control. So it's hard Smeagol. for a lot of officials that put on that that don out of white hat to then go, okay, I feel it's best for me to move from this referee position in this conference to then go in in another conference that has even more opportunities back at a different position outside the referee was yeah. did it take you long to decide that i mean did you then go back to those same mentors that you called right. before right make that you know call. To, to, to to discuss this before you made your final decision uh so two things to remember is uh the where i was when i made the move from deep official to referee and where i am now where i've been working fbs for the last Three, four and y'all kind of skipped, man. You kind of skipped the man. We've been a, a referee yeah, at yeah. this level for a minute. Correct. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. Right. And right. you skipped the grind. This man been putting his work in with that white hat, looking That's so right. smooth out there, looking crisp in them skinny yeah. shirts. Hey, in them tight baby. pants. We tell him all the time he should be on the court five, court forty five commercials. The old bit. You know, like, he ain't <laughs> smooth. He ain't he that smooth. So smooth. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see no chest here. He ain't that smooth. No, <laughs> you know, my mustache isn't that strong <laughs> but now nah, you know uh so when you as you progress your mentors have to progress with that as well now great story i mean you know pat is in the nfl now whereas before he was in the big 10 so right he's he's moved up too so i'm not saying that he's not still a mentor but the people that you call it's different um I think in the last interview, I mentioned a lot about, you know, having relationships with, you know, your assigners and, you know, the referees and stuff like that. Um, you know, I actually got the chance to talk with uh, Sean Smith a little bit, uh, who uh, was, you know, had moved into, he actually, when he moved into the Big Ten, they brought him in as a back judge before he was a referee and he had never worked as a deep official ever in his career. Um, and then when he went to the NFL, they moved him as a deep wing and then they moved him to referee a couple of years later, you know, as you, as you start moving up, you know, the, it used to be back in the day, they'd always say, you don't get moved into a new conference as a referee. They're going to put you in another position and then move you to referee. So, uh, unless you were a known commodity, you know, nationally somewhere, um, or, you know, there's some major emergency, it's not 
usual for someone to just get moved in at referee. So I wasn't, I'm not in my feelings like that. Um, I really, like I said, it was about the opportunity. Uh, I think that, you know, there's been some changes uh, in the leadership uh, there uh, within the COC uh, community to, you know, try to add some more diversity. And um, hey, if there's a opportunity for, you know, uh, for me to be that person, I'm on it. Now, you, now you say you you say that with you know opportunities and so on. I know you haven't been on the field yet with your crew, uh, outside of being a referee. But going, you know, the off season, what has that transition been for you? Because as a referee, you usually are the driver of the engine, setting up the meetings, right. and you being the A personality that you are, you just a driven guy. Just okay, we gonna do this, we gonna do this, we gonna do this. Now, how is it now, you know, in a sense, you know, we all do. You know, none of us on this call is a referee anymore. You don't only want to experience as a referee. We all kind of take, you know, that back seat and the referee kind of drives the ship going forward. So how has that transition been for you off season wise? Yeah, it's definitely a, a little bit different. Uh, I think being in a new conference, you've got uh, in new, new people you have to meet. There's all these new processes and all the rest of that. So, um, and then you've got new people. Uh, I definitely took the time to, you know, still, yeah, I definitely think as a back judge, you know, you're definitely the leadership for that defensive side of the ball. So you want to make sure you have a, a relationship with your deep wings. So I, you know, I tried to, uh, well, I coordinated a, a discussion with those guys based on, uh, you know, some of the training that I've done, uh, you know, COCs and their training program. Uh, they actually brought all the new officials uh, out to uh, a field and brought their um, uh, their observers out with those deep officials so we could, you know, run down, here's our expectations, here's our mechanics. And they, you know, it was literally a whole day just running through everything. So um, you take that and it's like, okay, now I want to bring that back to the guys that have been doing this on this crew. And I want to make sure that my understanding of what I've been told and their expectations match up before we get in a crew setting. And now, you know, we're supposed to now everybody has, okay, how we're we now all working together and all the rest of that. So I still kind of took some of that with me uh, for sure. And then, um, you know, there's, there's never, you can never do too much work on yourself. So, uh, you know, getting deeper in the book on, uh, you know, mechanics for, you know, your deep officials. A lot of times, you know, you go, hey, I trust you on what you're going to do. But now it's like, OK, well, I need to make sure I trust me on what I'm going to do. Right. You know, you got all those ideas of what you thought you were doing. You know, there's some uh, mechanics changes there. Um, you know, go back through the film review and stuff like that and, you know, doing all the things to work on me. So now when it's go time everybody I'm on the same page with everybody and not coming in like, Oh wait, let me get, you know, let me catch the beat and stuff like that. I've gone out to a couple you know, university of Maryland's right up the street. So I get to go up there, hit a couple of practices, um, still doing some other coordination stuff and still doing some work. Uh, like I said, with the, the uh, flag league. So I've got enough things going on that I, I can be a leader, lots of places. It doesn't have to just be in one situation. I'm going to help you out real quick. You going back to being a back judge, have a very good relationship with your headline judge because that's where all your switches and transitions is going to come yep. from. It's mm -hmm. your headline judge. New mechanic. Okay? So 
you being the back judge, make sure you have a good my best friend in the Pac-12 yeah. is my back judge that I've been with for six years. Okay. Because we had to communicate so much between us two in that transitioning of, you know, yes, our keys have changed this year, which we don't talk about much, but <laughs> you're <laughs> Hey, when it man. comes when it comes to the when it comes Hold to the switching and hey, on field, a little different. you're you're gonna you're gonna communicate with your headline judge. So, oh yeah, we, just a little Hold advice up, for you as being we a, don't a do this. Judge. We don't do this. No, no, I'm just I'm just helping out. We, we don't do this. Out. We doing something it's, that we I'm don't do. Out. But it's just a, a representation of what we right. do. It's communication. But we don't talk about okay. this. That's no, not rules. Didn't. That's not rules. That's mechanics. Right. He's talking talk about no, mechanics. That's we not rules. That's we, not rules. That's not rules. Oh, Billy, forgive forgive us. We know Ashanti don't know nothing about relationships. <laughs> I, I have oh, great wow. relationships. You know, see, let's go back. He fit he fit the same with everybody. Everybody just don't like him. That's all. I don't care. That's the problem. I, I, I like a shot. I like a shot. Yeah, like, like we're good. It's all right. So, I nah, that's my dog. I just get my heart. <laughs> so, Billy, that's my let's man. go back to something we skipped. We kind of skipped over. You had yes, a sir. great relationship with Gerald Austin. Yes, sir. And how yes, was sir. that? So that how how was developing that relationship with your previous supervisor? And how are you trying to cultivate that with your next supervisor? When and Gerald, and make sure we know for people who don't know, Gerald Austin is the. We was the coordinator officials yeah. for the C Conference USA. Conference USA, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think just stopped with la this this coming now years. retired now retired yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, I, I shoot. I just talked to him three four days ago. I mean, I he's uh, he's you know uh, he's a wealth of, uh, of, of football knowledge. Um, you know, like I was talking about, you know, knowing your mentors and, you know, those relationships, that's definitely a relationship. Um, you know, I, I, I lean on as much as I possibly can without being rude about it. Um, uh, Billy, Billy I got about, a question for you, sir. Did you, did you ask him to put the umpires up a little more? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't hey, stand he, on that the ain't his problem no more, Monty. <laughs> he, was, uh, yeah. he, he was he he they they had the umpires in in the kind of it was more like a middle judge than it yeah. was a back judge, but he was a back uh, judge on the end line though, Billy. Let, let's let's be real. He, he well, he uh, hey, fifteen yards is fifteen yards, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's what that is. Do what your boss wants. That's uh, right. Hey, that's yeah. that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, do what your boss wants, but um, well, that's another conversation for another day. Anyhow, um, <laughs> now you know GA. He's uh, yeah. As a referee, you need to have a relationship with that assigner because you are his representation on the field, right? You're going to be the representation, the enforcer of whatever he's going to tell those coaches when he goes has that coaches meeting. Here's how we're going to call games, and here's what we're going to do. So it's really important that the referees have an understanding and that relationship so that if something happens in the game or there's a question about something, you can reach back out to him. As a back judge or, you know, everybody else, you can have a relationship with him because, you know, he had something to do with hiring you. But other than that, you know, the, they say less is more. Sure. Uh, you know, you, you get that that phone call and you're like, uh-oh, what do I do now? Uh, you know, unless it's like, hey, we just got you a bowl game. Yes. Um, and usually that call still comes from the referee. So how about that? Um, so I, I've actually transitioned from trying to make the relationship or working on the relationship with your signer to making the relationship with 
the position lead. Gotcha. So that's really where the focus has been. I've talked, uh, you know, been going through the videos, uh, sent some emails to Dino and Wags, both um, who are the position leads for the deep officials. And, uh, you know, just making sure if there's any questions or under, uh, misunderstandings about mechanics, you either work that through the experienced guys. I mean, I got a really experienced crew. So you either work it with the experienced guys you got or you work it with your position leads for sure. Got you. Now, when you put, say position leads, because a lot of people, when it comes to the COC, do you have a back judge supervisor that you're dealing with or, you know, evaluator? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, Dino Paganelli. Dino's that guy. Yeah, that, right. That drops that drops a real big time right there. Um, yeah. we, we got a oh, hold up, man. He just. I mean, that's just. I, 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 yeah, I, I I had the opportunity to meet Dino a couple times, and if you want to find out any information when it comes to being a back judge, that is the guy to go to. I mean, heck, that's just a back judge family i mean his his yeah. brother's a back judge and if i'm yeah yeah man yes. and and, and yes. he's he's very he he is i like his energy i mean he's got he's, he's his energy is he's one of the few guys i've met on a football field that might actually have more energy than me right uh and that's saying right. a lot right um and but he's focused uh he's a good communicator as far as like what his expectations are and so you know uh all about getting you know good good focus on what your job is. Um, and it's not, it's not a nitpick thing. It's about figuring out how you separate yourself. And he's going to tell you those things. It's going to tell you not just how to be good at your job, but how to separate yourself. And that's really the difference. I mean, as you move up, you got to figure out what are those little things that separate you? Cause everybody knows mechanics and everybody knows rules. And when I say everybody knows, that means everybody should know. Right. Uh, and the difference is how do you do it that much better than the next person? And how, what are those little things that you do on the field that separate you? And he's, he puts out the expectation of what those little things are you need to do so you can separate yourself and be the greatest. So that's so, a good point. Not a, not a lot of people uh, in officiating or in life know that right. that that there are those little things that the people doing the hiring are looking for and those are the things you need to sharpen it's not the big swath of of information keep that everybody what you're doing. knows keep that keep doing what you're doing keep doing what you're doing, what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. it's it's Don't do it's, it's it's, it's to, and then officiating it's it to the minutia of i was at a camp one time and was told i'm moving my uh indicator my down indicator too fast mm -hmm. like it's, it's to that minutia and that mm -hmm. that detail so that that's that's a great point that i don't know if a lot of people uh understand or or even get to the point of someone helping them understand that all right wags wags talked about um how quickly deep officials were counting make getting their uh, defensive count it's like you're doing it too soon I'm like huh what what do you mean first of all what? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? And it's one of those things. It's like, you, you, there's a lot of officials that don't finish officiating the play. You got to see players separate. You need to make sure that, you know, we talk about not rushing after the ball. Sure. Whatever. But, you know, yeah, like let's get players out of the sidelines. Let's make sure we have everything not uh, uh, settled and we got the clock set and the ball down in the right place. And we've walked 
everything off and, you know, nothing weird's happened. And then you can worry about your count. But if you, you know, plays over, load the clock, start counting, you skip like eight steps. And, you know, one of the things I've really made a big deal about whenever I talk to uh, officials and I do training is always about your pre-snap routine. You got to get it down because the pre-snap routine is what makes what is what makes things easy when the situation is tough. When you have those, you know, it's the fourth quarter, it's 90 degrees, it's a two point game. Uh, you know, we've had four fouls going either way. We just had a targeting. The coach is yelling. The crowd is going crazy. And, you know, you try to figure out uh, what down is it? Like, it's nah. We, if, if we're doing our pre-snap routines, we do the same thing every down, every play. Doesn't matter what the score of the game is. Doesn't matter the level of the game. Doesn't matter who's there time if you're doing the same thing every time when it gets to those tough situations it's going to be a hell of a lot easier make it so you don't have to think it's all rote rote memory boy, Jack. that boy good man that, that boy right there that boy good that, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? that boy that right there he pulled that one out right there boy so i want to say this billy how is Sir. it now that you were a referee. Now you leaving a, the exclusive Taylor Club now because the back judges don't have a, a Taylor as a referee. Yeah, that no shirt is not. Mediums, no extra. Yeah, mediums. that shirt is not as tailored as the referees, right? So you got to go to that off the rack fit now. How was that nah. for you? Nah, that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't nah. I, I look the Taylor's right down the street. We already we already took the new shirt down there. We'll get it straight, man. We got it. All, all I'll tell you is this you may not get the time on the microphone where everything's going to focus in with your name on the bottom but when that punt is over and you got to kill the clock and point in that direction you better look good baby don't don't be out there in your dad's shirt don't look like you got a bag on <laughs> out there in your don't sleep clothes huh yeah man don't do it so when you hand that ball to the kick on the kickoff on that shirt just gonna be oh yeah Let's okay. go look at it. We'll right. Make sure we say, get the gun show going, baby. Got to do it. Okay. <laughs> you continue on with what you're doing. You kind of mentioned it a little bit on the show now. Now it sounds like you are involved in flag football. It, can you tell us about this? Yeah, I've been uh, doing some work uh, with the uh, American Flag Football League, AFFL. Uh, it's uh, – flag football they've been uh, a, a pro league they started on the nfl network about five years ago and uh they've uh done a deal now with uh, this is this will be their second year with cbs sports so they were on the nfl network for two years and this will be their second year with cbs sports and basically what they do um i don't know if y'all remember a few years ago on the nfl network they had a deal where it was like they had nfl players playing against regular guys in this flag football league that this is that league this okay. is what that gotcha. league is. Awesome. Awesome. and so um you know when they first did it it was a lot of the the uh the gentleman that actually put the league together and, and runs the league uh he actually put it together with the thought that he wanted it to be a fast moving game uh, he wanted it to be very easy to enforce penalties and get the ball moving. He wanted the players to be able to show their talents um, and uh, basically just keep the game moving. He just wanted to be the best of football without any of the extra stuff. So like a lot of the penalties that you have in the game, 
Uh, there's no yardage. It's all spot fouls or loss of down. So everything gets moving. You know, we got a running clock the whole time uh, until you get to the last two minutes um, of the two halves. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get a lot of high scoring games. I mean, you get situations where, um, you know, you could get a team that is down by 30 and come back in the last two minutes of the game. Like it's, it's some crazy stuff. Um, and it's, like uh, arena football stuff there. Yeah, man. Yeah. They play, I mean, it's on a, it's on a full, uh, full field, uh, but it's all passing. It's all, all, all passing. You get some, uh, some running in there, but I mean, there's no kicking. So, uh, but they got uh, some unusual rules, like you know, uh, so you could do onside plays. So technically, you don't ever have to give the ball to the other team. You could always play offense until you don't get a first down. Wow. So yeah, man, it, it's it's some crazy stuff. And then uh, if you score from over 50 yards, it's a seven point score. So you know, you get an interception on the other 20 and take it to the house. That's seven points. Um, and then, uh, you know, they got rules in there for, uh, blitzing. So, uh, they've got a timer. So if the defense wants to play like a zone and not blitz, there's a timer that says you got to throw the ball within six seconds. So beep, beep, beep. Um, if you, uh, the team gets a free, basically has the ability to, uh, rush the passer after two seconds, uh, without, uh, using a blitz or you can get, you get, uh, five blitzes a half. So, so they so they basically tried to make seven on seven entertaining. Yeah, 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 man, yeah, <laughs> and it, it, they I they do a pretty it. good like job it. of it, man. Right. Yeah, so, I like it. So from an officiating perspective, though, um, the biggest deal is uh, so it's still flag football. So um, and when you talk about game management, you know we're not talking about kids or young people, right? These are grown men. And, you know, with that comes grown men egos and, you know, these guys get paid. So we're not talking about volunteers uh, and they're playing for money. I mean, the, the prize out of this is a million dollar prize. So, you know, everybody's playing for something uh, they get for each weekend that they play. They had a couple of regional tournaments and stuff like that. They get uh, uh, the winning, the top team gets on to the next, uh, to the group of 30, uh, 25 and, um, uh, they get a, a basically a, a prize. Yeah, they get a prize for that, uh, a cash prize. And so, you know, when money is involved, people will act different. Right. And, you know, you got to know two things, right? As an official, one, you got to recognize what's the temperature of the game. You got to know how to communicate with people. You got to know how to do your job. And you got to know how to c- communicate with your crew, right? Like be an official. And so, um, man, it's it's definitely a good environment for from an officiating perspective because you get to see snaps you get to see high level talent um, and then you also get to go through you know the um the the steps that you do as an official to keep your focus and all the rest of that man so i'm enjoying it a lot so i think uh we'll be what we got there's two they switched up so we got two weekends left uh next saturday and sunday i'll be out there in houston uh, and then uh, last week of the month, we got their uh, their finals. So should be a good time. Where are all the most of the tournaments at when uh, when they do the qualifiers and everything else at Houston? So the regionals they had uh, they had five spots this year. So it was New York, Vegas, uh, Miami, uh, Midland, and was it Indy? 
I think Indianapolis was the other one was the five, uh, they had, they had five regions. And so the qualifiers from there, there's a women's. So they added this year, they added a, a women's, uh, bracket to it. So they've got some women's teams out there, uh, and they can ball, man. Let me tell you, they, they can ball. Um, and then you've got the, uh, the men's teams out there. Uh, and so, uh, you got those two brackets, they had their, like I said, group of 32 or 35 in Indy this past, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, this week will be the round, uh, the, I think they get, they get it down to eight and then they will have the finals the last week of the month. Awesome. Billy on this show, we, we, we like to talk about the officials life. So you're a single guy, no kids, not married. So let's talk about the important stuff here. Okay. How is moving to the COC going to affect your travels now? I mean, because you were going from Virginia to El Paso. Yeah. You're going to West Virginia. You know, you you go you <laughs> know all Virginia. parts in between yeah. in this conference USA. Right. Yeah, right. I, I, how's that going to affect? Because what people, everybody that listens to the show and you want to make the big time, eventually yeah. you start worrying about travel. Sure. So how's this going to affect your travel now? Well, uh. So I won't be going to Miami, right? No FIU. <laughs> I won't be going to Fort Lauderdale. There'd be no uh, FAU. I won't be going down to Louisiana or Southern Miss, right? That, that's not going to be happening. No Huntington? No, so, no so, New Orleans. No, so wait, you're telling me no good food and no good sun? Uh, well, uh, I'm not sure about the food, uh, but the sun, you know, that is probably going to be a little bit less of that. Right. So we're <laughs> headed to Ohio. We're going to, uh, New York state. We're going to Michigan, uh, probably, you know, Nebraska and that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna tell you what, there's, there's anything I can tell you. I've traveled this country for my job and, uh, you know, you gotta, as long as you go in with the open mind, everywhere you go has something to offer. And so that I boy think, good. I keep telling right, y'all right. that boy good. <laughs> well, what, that well, boy what, good. <laughs> what, what, what he's not telling everybody is come September, I would say 20th, he's packing everything in his bag because he yeah, don't man. know what weather he's going into. He got all zero gear from all Under Armour. He got zero through four. Zero yes, through four. Got all. And it's My going everywhere. Yeah, man. we got him. <laughs> That's all right, man. I I tell you, uh, there's, I mean, I know there's good food in Michigan and I've been out to, uh, uh, Wisconsin before. So, you know, and I've been out to Indiana, I lived out there for a while. So, you know, it's, 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 there's great food somewhere. Uh, and I know there's going to be great football, which is really all that matters, baby. There you go. you know what? This is something I realized as a referee, you, you really don't break your shoes in until week 12. So as a back judge, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, you right. have to get a good pair of shoes, there, bro. What's going? Hey, we get just some we, inserts. Get some inserts. Get some That's inserts. right. Get some inserts. That's exactly what I need for sure. I'm gonna lace them up a little bit tighter. All right. You don't sweat too. in the game. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Get, Referees get some don't good sweat. Socks. All right, yeah. Billy. So we got a little thing here. We call it under review. I'm gonna ask you three questions, uh, just off the top of your head. Give us a quick answer. All right, here we go. All right, Billy. We we still got the old clock. We That's ain't got right. The clock yet? Man, no, uh, no, man. no. We the only thing new for this season is the. All right. All right, Billy. 
Where has officiating allowed you to travel that you would have never went to had it not been for officiating? Uh, to everybody's living room, man. I tell you what, I've I've gotten more uh, texts and emails uh, from working bowl games and uh, than I uh, from people I hadn't seen in years. So uh, that's that's definitely been uh, one that's that's I hadn't been before for sure. Man, Billy, hey, man. you are like a franchise quarterback man working for is. the Patriots. Oh, 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 oh. He working for Chick-fil-A. He running for Austin. That boy good. You know what I mean? That boy good. Sign that boy up. You know? <laughs> All right, Billy. What career accomplishment has made you the most proud? Oh, man. So I know I'd said something before, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. So I know for me, uh, I would say the opportunity or the ability to be able to go from, you know, D2, D3 to FBS, um, that was that was a hell of a jump. Um, but the rest of it is um, also being able to continue to grow beyond that. And I think that's, that's really, uh, you know, what we look at. And then from there, you know, sky's the limit. So I'm looking to try to, you know, proud of all that and what have you, but let's push on to see what else we can do. Sweet. Yeah, I don't know what to say much. We can't stop this guy. Like, <laughs> right. right here, he's right. Teflon. <laughs> all right, Billy. He, he reminds you of that, that, that commercial now that the guy got like all the stopper, you know, stuff, you know, he can plug this and plug that. He, 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 he just... Work on he's, everything. Work he's on everything. a man's referee. He's a referee in life. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. You know how to answer every question. <laughs> All right. Now, in your new position, when you get that buzz, what are you going to be thinking when the R says the previous play is under review? Well, great news. So now I don't have to worry about somebody telling me a story, but now I got to write the story down. So I need to make sure we get the complete story. And uh, since I've been on that microphone and had to have somebody tell me what they thought they were telling me, and I had to mentally make sure that they didn't leave something out. Now I got to make sure that I'm writing it all down. So while the referee is new and all that announcement to the TV people, I could tell the story to the crew so that we can keep the game ready when he turns that microphone off. Perfect. Perfect. Billy. Hey, man. Sweet. Hey, hey. Mr. Mr. Sweet. Billy J. Williams. Hey, man, I don't think we're going to get any better than that right there. This guy good, man. This guy good. <laughs> First of all, Billy, I really, we really appreciate you coming back on. At some point in time, we're going to be able to edit that three-hour conversation down to where the fans can really get to see the background of it. But sure. We really appreciate you coming back on, and we really treat you as part of the unofficial lounge family because we don't invite many people back on for a second time the boy was so nice we had him come had him come back to redo his show we would have edited that out but right. the boy's so nice you, you, right. you hear him in the, in the presentation the boy's smooth that's I all i can say you guys the boy's smooth. i really do appreciate it <laughs> I, and I, have, I, I tell I you you know i, I just I, I appreciate what you guys do i just want to say that uh it's it's really awesome to have your brothers out here um, you know, trying to educate the rest of us on some things in football and in sports that we otherwise might not have had the opportunity to find out about. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing to be a part of it. So thank you. He now, closed with a compliment to us. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's great. <laughs> I, I got one other question leading into what you disclosed with, Billy. Right. What would you tell a young official today getting started? 
two things, right? Thing number one, um, you know, be, be, I always say, right, be a good partner, right? You got to be a good partner. Um, that that the, the, I can't tell you how much everybody, you know, everywhere you go, no matter how minuscule you think that interaction is going to be, I don't care if it's the communicator, the guy holding the chains, the janitor at the door, um, the coach, the players, the assistant coaches, I'm telling you, they're all people and who you are will come out and you want to be the best you you could be. And if you're not, we're, we're not all there. So it's something for us all to work on. Right. And the second thing is that, um, you know, goes right on, tr right on track with that, which is from the moment you leave your house, you are being judged. So treat it every time you're on a football, doing anything related to this game, know you're on an interview. There is no field you're going to, no locker room you're sitting in where somebody's not taking notes, I promise. Whether it's to get you somewhere or take you out. Because uh, there is nothing, you know, I, I'm, you know, you hear guys talk about <clears throat> there's, there's always someone else who's trying to come and take your job, right? The young people are trying to get them and get it. There's, you know, somebody who's got a job and doesn't want to lose it. But, um, you know, you got to do the things it's going to take to keep it. Uh, but you don't have to do it at the uh, uh, at the cost of somebody else. So I got a, uh, a way to, to to tie that together. What it's called is called a 24 hour stage rule. It's called okay. basically uh, at all times when you're out there in public, you're always on stage. 24 hours. It's called stage home room. training. Home training. <laughs> yeah. your mama house. Re remember, you were, you were a reflection of your folks. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, true. Don't yeah. let me hear you doing something out there bad in the streets. But I want to thank you, Billy. We're going to call you the life coach. You know what I'm saying? Because without you, I was inspired, Billy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be a better person. I'm not going to offend as many people as I want to, that but I'm going to make lie, it. Billy. That's <laughs> you know a lot. That's a lot. Billy, you should write you know, a book. If you if you're crossing the Shanti over, you should hey, write a book. We, it's inspiration, man. Some money. You know what I'm saying? This 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 he older than me, but this is man. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We, we the all words he said today is inspirational. Change your life, Billy D, the life coach. That's good. Once again, Billy, we really appreciate your time. And we're going to have you on the show again so we can extend this conversation because we're going to have to talk about your first season in the COC and how that went when you got to 14 it. layers of clothing on because <laughs> you freezing your ass off somewhere on that Tuesday night Mac game that we all going to be watching. But oh, we yeah. really appreciate you being on the show. Look forward to you talking real soon. Have a great season. Stay healthy and travel safe. Thank you, right brother. back at you guys. Thank you. That boy good. That boy good. <laughs> All right, turn the recording off. On the next episode, we've got another great one. Retired NFL official, Buddy Horton. <laughs> they, they, so at your game, for instance, they raided the whole crew. Or it's what they call a bird dog. So if there's someone on the crew that they're looking at, they look at everyone on the crew. Now, if someone stands out, they take note of that person. And we still do that We still do that today. Buddy's going to drop a lot of gems about what mindset you need to be in when you're officiating. The bottom line is you call what you see. Got you. 
then trust what you see. Take that with you. You trust what you see and call what you see. Gotcha. That's all it is. That's all it is. Because if you think it was a bomb, you messed up. Thank you for listening to this episode. Remember to please like and subscribe as the unofficial lounge is available on all your podcast streaming outlets, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and Anchor. We look forward to you joining us next time in the unofficial lounge.